Welcome back to the Corona Chronicles, and uh, we are reaching a key moment in Mark's Gospel today. And uh, this is the moment really where the Gospel hinges from uh, who is Jesus to why is Jesus come. This is the kind of hinge on which that, that is balanced. And we're going to be reading from verse 22 up until verse 33. So we're reading quite a big section. And uh, these stories and these interactions are all linked. And what we're going to do today is just to see a big overview of how this miracle fits with what comes next. And then we'll probably next time go back and uh, think just about one sentence that, that that Jesus says. So here we are in verse 22. They came to Bethesda and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spat on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes and then his eyes were opened. His sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. Jesus sent him home saying, don't even go into the village. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, Who do people say I am? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say that I am? Peter answered, you are the Messiah. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. There's a lot of stuff in here. And as you say, it does connect together. But it's probably good just to take them chunk by chunk. Yeah. Um, So you've got this miracle. And it is a very strange miracle. I always, I always remember seeing a, a, a little sort of children's cartoon on this miracle, and it did make me laugh because the blind man's sort of blind, he can't see what's going on. And then he hears someone spit at him, and it's like, Oi, what's going on here? And, and I sort of think, you know, it must have been a little bit like that. Yes. But the, the, the strange thing about the strangest thing about this miracle is not the spit mm. and the touching of his eyes, is that it's done in two parts. Yeah. And it's almost as if. I mean, to be honest, the first part of the miracle isn't very good. Not really. No. Because, because he's a blind man that could get his way around. Now he's seeing men as trees walking. Yeah. So is that a tree or is that a man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And in one sense, there's, there would be yeah, problems there. Confusing, isn't it? Yeah. And so then Jesus comes back and does this sort of extra part, part two to the miracle. Yeah. But why? the question is, why has he done it like that? And why is Mark writing it like that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There are two parts. There's some understanding, some seeing, mm-hmm. but not that clearly. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's the, the, the second bit that really clears it up. Yeah. And they're the two halves of Mark's gospel, aren't they? They are. We've seen that Jesus is the king and the ruler mm-hmm. and the miracle worker. But now the second half, we've got to see that that king, that miracle worker, that Lord of heaven and earth, mm. has to die. Mm. And, and it, it takes a miracle to see that the mm. king would do that. Mm. And, it, and it's really a summary of where the disciples are at 
even up until this point. So they've been following Jesus for some time now, and they've seen him do incredible things like feeding the 4,000. And uh, in their better moments, they have, they have realized things about Jesus and uh, his extraordinary power and his authority and uh, his, his godness. Um, but as you say, they're only seeing part of the story and they don't understand why exactly this God-man Messiah has come. Yeah. And uh, that's, you see that in the previous section. You know, they, they, they kind of know that they're in the boat with this really awesome teacher, but they're worried because they've only got one loaf. Mm-hmm. You know, so they see in part, but not in, not in full. And, um, and that, would be, that would be, even though this is a turning point in the gospel, this would be the ongoing battle for them, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. To appreciate that the Christ had come to suffer and to die. Uh, right up until the very last moments, the disciples are trying to stop that, or yeah. to not understand that. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, as you say, this man, although it's wonderful for him and a yeah. great act of compassion, and his life is changed mm. at this point, mm. it does serve as a, a a window into the faith of the disciples, doesn't yeah. it? In part, but, but not in whole. Yeah. yeah, and you've got that in the next two sections then. Yeah. So in the next section, Jesus asks who the people say I am, mm. and there's all these ideas. We'll come back to that perhaps another time, but tomorrow. Um, and then he asks, that, oh, who do you say I am? And and Peter says, well, you, you're the Messiah, you're the Christ. Yeah. You know, in, other, in, in Matthew's Gospel, you're the son of the living God. Yeah. And Jesus says, "You wouldn't have got that if yes. God hadn't have opened your eyes." Yes. So he's he's getting he's getting a sense of who Jesus is. Yeah. But it's only in part. So Jesus then says, "Don't tell anyone, because you're still only seeing me as men as trees walk." Yeah. You've got absolute truth. It's true. Yeah. But you're not quite clear. And then Jesus comes onto this next section. He does. Yeah. And uh, what a contrast and what a surprise this must have been. You are the Messiah, but then. Jesus takes his favourite title, the Son of Man, which there's a whole load to say about that, but it emphasises both his humanity and his divinity. Uh, And he is going to go to the cross and he's going to submit himself to these barbarous authorities who are going to treat him terribly and then crucify him. And at this point, now, Peter thinks Jesus is the one not seeing clearly. So he thinks Jesus has got the half-sight um, but because, you've, I mean, we've yeah. got to get this because it's easy for us to see this in some way. Yeah. He's just declared himself as God's Messiah, the God's ruling king of the universe. Mm. So it's like, let me, you're right, Peter. Mm. I am the ruling king of the universe. Mm. Let me tell you what my coronation is going to be like. Yes. Oh, yes, Lord, tell us. Yeah. Is it going to be wearing a crown? Yes, it's going to be wearing a crown of thorns, and then I'm going to be executed. Mm. What? How could the king of, you know, that's, that's his dilemma, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, 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 well, Peter is clearly feeling exactly that, isn't he? Because he, he uh, <laughs> you know, he, uh, he takes Jesus to one side. I love that yeah. little note. So Jesus, yeah. kind of a word over here, <laughs> just about that. And uh, began to rebuke him. And uh, as I say, he thinks Jesus is only seeing in part uh, and not, not understanding what it means for him to be the Messiah. <laughs> And uh, Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, which, which is startling, isn't it? Unbelievable. And yeah. uh, because what he's saying there is that what you've just said, Peter, although you yourself are not Satan, yeah. what you've just said is what Satan wants, which is to stop me from finishing my mission. Yes. Um, uh, that's the great evil, isn't it? If the Son of Man 
can come but not go by the cross, yeah. you know, then that the whole game is undone, isn't it? And it, and this shows us what the Christian message is as well, doesn't yeah. it? So we, we're not just to declare that Jesus is the great miracle worker and no. Lord. He is. Yeah. But he is the one that takes our sin on the cross. Yeah. And if we're not if we're not preaching uh, the cross of Jesus yeah. in the sense that he bears our sins in order to cleanse us to get us right with God, yeah. then we are of Satan. Yeah. And this is one of the problems, isn't it, with church? Uh, you know, supposed churches up and down. The, I mean, we've got one in the middle of Kingston, mm. uh, and they they say. Uh, all kinds of things about Jesus, but they do not believe that Jesus is the one that dies on the cross as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. I know that's big stuff. We'll yeah, yeah, that. yeah. But, you know, he, he hasn't done that. Well, get behind me, Satan, yeah, yeah. says Jesus. Yeah. Th this is the message. So he doesn't want, Jesus doesn't want people going out uh, talking about men like trees walking. Mm -hmm. He wants a clear vision that Jesus is the rescuer mm -hmm. king. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we've probably yeah. run out of time there and we'll come back to the next one.